0: Alright guys, coming in this raw, no no intro, and it's just me, uh, no Luke. Uh, I got a decent little commute when I go to work, so I figured maybe I could record an episode when I'm driving. Uh, if you guys like this, let me know, and maybe I'll do more, but... I think, I don't know, I've been uh, pretty obsessed with this whole Israel-Palestine conflict for, well, a variety of reasons. I think it kind of reveals a lot of things with American politics. Uh, You kind of see where people's true allegiances lie. Um, You kind of, it kind of splits... Political factions up. It's pretty, it's just interesting how things lay out when these conflicts, these kind of surprise conflicts happen, and where, what side people lie on. I find that interesting. But also, it's just very, you know, for the last like two years, it seemed like Ukraine was like the biggest thing. And it was. It's really important. I, I mean, straight up, America's was funding a pro- proxy war in Ukraine against Russia, the most nuclear-armed country in the world. Uh, so it seemed like, you know, it could escalate. And but now, you know, it's still going on. It. I mean, they're even trying to fund it, like mix and Israel and Ukraine package and send that out uh, as one bill. So it seems like they're still funding it, but it seems that the lines on the map are getting drawn in that conflict. Like things are dying down. I don't think anyone really expects... You know, Ukraine to make any sort of offensive that is going to regain territory or anything of significance. Um, you already seen, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kirby. You saw him even talking about, you know, potentially slowing down funding for that eventually. Because it seems like everyone's pivoting to Israel. And this conflict with Hamas. Uh, I think, starting off, it's pretty easy to say that, morally speaking, Israel is in the wrong here. Uh, You know, what Hamas did to Israel, uh, you know, it's pretty like, not acceptable, you know? It wasn't acceptable what they did. And I don't think you can expect any state uh, to not respond and, you know, do what they have to to protect their citizens. That being said, you know... Israel is inflicting heavy civilian casualties on purpose in in Palestine, and the you know I've heard like between forty to sixty percent of the Palestinians are all under the age of eighteen. You know when Hamas attacked Israel on October seventh, you know it was like they keep saying fourteen hundred casualties deaths and I don't really know what the actual number is, I've seen maybe there's possible conflicting numbers with that but I have seen the number thrown around that there was about 250 IDF soldiers that were killed in that attack and now there's been over 7,000 casualties that the IDF has inflicted on the Palestinians and I've seen only About, like, reports of, like, up to 20 of Hamas fires were confirmed killed in those attacks. So, as you can see, just from that data, that the IDF is not, you know, carefully selecting their targets on what they're doing. You know, it... I'm sure if anyone that has Twitter or Instagram if you follow the certain accounts you can see a lot of videos and photos from this attack or this war going on mostly from the the damage structure and casualties from what's going on in Gaza you know, and a lot of that stuff I don't know, maybe... Maybe the internet made me a little bit desensitized to this type of content, but you know, seeing like war photos and you know destruction of cities, you know that stuff. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't necessarily phase me. But recently, Justin Amos, former former congressman, I'm sure you guys. I've heard about this. But uh, Justin Amash is Palestinian. And he has family in Palestine. Um, A very old Christian church where his family was laying refuge uh, was struck by, I believe, an Israeli airstrike. Or maybe it was artillery. I don't really remember. And Justin Amash tweeted about this. And, you know, he said that he lost some family members in this first post. And it was, like, his uh, cousins. And he just posted pictures of them, like, you know, a normal photo. wasn't any pictures of any casualties or anything like that. But then, like, a day or a couple days later... He posted a picture of uh, his little baby cousin, George. And he was being pulled out of the rubble. And I don't know why. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy photos over the year, But I don't know. That one, that one bothered me. And I think that one actually struck a chord in a lot of people. Especially some prominent conservatives It took a few days, maybe even a week But Charlie Kirk, I'm sure you guys know who that is uh, Founder of Turning Point USA Even he uh, tweeted about it And was giving the IDF a little bit of grief About this incident Because, well, Israel or the IDF didn't even address it and I don't know exactly who it was, but it it did see it was like an IDF sp- spokesperson retweeted Charlie Kirk. And they said that... Uh, well, they just tweeted and said, like, you know, the, they said the line. They said that, oh, Hamas was using this church as a headquarters and that accidents happen and we do our best not to target civilians now I'm paraphrasing a little little bit there but that is pretty much what they said America these people are like Israel is on a automatic fund from the United States Meaning, even though while this uh, you know debate that we've had we were having for a while over who the hell was going to be the speaker of the house, Israel was going to get automatic payment from the American taxpayers. America has bribed nations to look away from what's going on in Palestine for Israel, so they can have a peace treaty. America has bases all across the Middle East. And a lot of this uh, influence that goes in the Middle East is because of Israel. So we we pay for Israel with American tax dollars. We put our troops on the line for Israel. And they accidentally, as they say, Killed a former congressman's family member who's a baby. That pissed me off. They don't even have the fucking decency to apologize. They have no... You know, they can't even... They can't even fucking apologize... So I think it's become pretty obvious, not only to most of the world, but a lot of Americans, even, you know, Christian types, might be starting to come around to this idea that maybe Israel's not, you know, this moral high ground, this respectable democracy in an Islamic world so with all that laid out I just think that the moral the moral morality here Israel just does not have it well there's another thing a lot of other things you could look at but without the moral argument I think is there you can make it fine, but what's more important to me, and maybe this is, I don't know, not as good to say, glib, I guess, as I really just care about my people, America, you know, I care about people in the military, and our, America's unwavering support for Israel is, in a lot of ways, you know, they said back in the day that you know Ron Ron Paul's like sort of non-interventionist type of uh, rhetoric was is- isolationism. Well, you know, I you know if you look at the recent UN resolution where they voted on if there should be a ceasefire. Now, I'm not saying that the UN, like, you should, we should have to follow the UN, but I think this just reveals something. It just reveals, like, where, like, how the world is viewing things and where America is landing. If you look at the UN resolution, there's like 120 countries that voted to have a ceasefire in Gaza and to bring humanitarian aid. Gaza And Like 120 countries voted for it Like 40 countries Voted uh, or didn't vote at all They abstained And only 14 countries Voted against it And those 14 countries Is like the United States Israel And then like a bunch of like Random countries that Literally have no real you know, they're just not big players in this world. It was, like, Papua New Guinea, Fiji. I mean, I think, I guess, Hungary. I think hung, Hungary was one of them. Uh, there, I don't know. There was a few others. but Most of them just weren't that important. If you looked at it on a map, like, the only ones you would really see would be, like, Hungary and the United States. All the other ones, like, you wouldn't really even notice. But, like, all of Africa... Uh, Voted for a ceasefire Like pretty much all of South America Besides like one country Pretty much all of Asia Russia and China Voted for the ceasefire Pretty much all of the Middle East Even countries that were allied with All of them And then like most of Europe I think abstained They just like well, they can't go against the American Empire outright, but they're gonna. They don't want the blood on their hands. But if you look at it on the map, it would look like a lot of these countries are kind of, you know, they don't see this conflict the same way that America and Israel do. If you if you look, America is kind of isolating itself from the eastern world, from South America. Even Europe didn't even want to put their name on this. You know, our allegiance to Israel, you know, this island of Jews in an ocean of Muslims. You know, there's like six million Israelis and like 1.6 billion Muslims that surround them. And we're completely isolating the entire Muslim world. I mean, Turkey, who's a NATO ally, which really throws a wrench in things. I mean, their prime minister, Erdogan, has been saying some pretty inflammatory things. Pretty, like, pretty harsh rhetoric. I think he even used the words that his military could, like, show up in Gaza overnight. I mean, now, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these Muslim countries, like Palestine has a lot of support. Uh, A lot of the people, the Muslims themselves, are in support of Palestine. So, you know, maybe these leaders of these Muslim countries are kind of just taking uh, taking advantage of an opportunity to make it seem like they're with the people. We're gonna stand tall against Israel and tell them that we condemn their actions. You know, use a lot of words, maybe not actually get involved. But the problem is, is like we're, what we're watching is an escalation in Gaza that we've never really seen before. Maybe like a long time ago. But it it seems, because of maybe the scope of the Hamas attack, Israel is going to respond brutally. And they are going to collectively punish the Palestinian people for this. And when they do that, I mean, they could turn... A lot of Muslim people, a lot of the Muslim world, against the United States. Because the truth is, without the United States, Israel couldn't do any of this. Like I said, we fund them, and we're basically like their protector. You know, America's sent some navy carriers and ships right to the pretty much outside the shores of Israel. Basically we were warning, you know, all these Muslim countries that are kinda that are really upset, especially that our enemies, like Iran, Hezbollah, you know, all these countries basically telling them you better not get involved. So, while Israel is just laying waste to Gaza, America is straight-up protecting them. Why are they doing this? Straight-up protecting them. Already we've seen multiple of our our bases across the Middle East, Syria, Iraq, they're being attacked. Now, luckily, you know... U.S. troops have been killed, but there's been people that's been injured. Like, I think 20, they said. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. You know, one or two troops die in some, like, militia attack, and who knows? Who knows how America will react? It could get ugly. And things could break out. And that's what I fear. That's what it's looking like to me. That our, that our allegiance to this little country, Israel, is going to turn a lot more people, a lot more countries against us. Might even push other countries to, I don't know, Say other countries like Russia. Or even China. And all of a sudden. You know this. World empire that we've established. Doesn't become as dominant as it was. A lot of ways I wish. You know we wouldn't be an empire. But I would hope. That we would figure that out on our own. But maybe that's not how things will be played out. Maybe the only way that an empire comes down is... Multiple nations have to unite against it. Or it eats itself alive from the inside out. I'm not sure. But, you know, we had this fear... Of possible, World War III with Russia. You know, and that kind of seemed like it was dying down, like we're finally... You know, Americans were getting a little fatigued of this Ukraine situation. And now this Israel thing happens. And it's like it's switched, where there's a bunch of conservatives now, are all for Israel. And now the left is... Oh, they're pro Hamas, Which is just, uh... Weird. You know, there's a lot of... You know, a lot of, like, conservatives. My people. You know, they're more... You know, they're they're more likely to support Israel right now, right? But, like, that's not really, like, the, the, the... The conflict is like uh, the, the political discourse is like you either are with Israel or you're just talking about how much you hate these like foreign protesters, and a lot of people are pointing out the Muslims in our country. And now, this is a much bigger problem. Like, the Muslims immigrating to Europe is a much bigger problem there than it is here, but we still, you know, there's still a lot of, like, Syrians, Afghan- Afghanis, you know, that's fled to America, and like, there, and now there's all these, like, conservatives that are like, whoa, why, why are these Muslims here, and why are they for Hamas, like, what is going on, and it's like, what, dude, where have you been the last, like, 30 fucking years, why do you think there's so many Muslims in the Western world? Like, what, what's what been happening in the Middle East for the last, like, 30 fucking years? Could that have anything, anything at all to do why Muslim people are fleeing the Middle East and coming to the West? You know, if I'm... A Muslim person. And all of a sudden my country just starts getting fucking bombed. I think I would leave. I think I would just pack up and leave. You know, especially if I've had a family. And where do you think the safest place to go is? Either the country doing the fucking bombing. Or one of their allies. So where does that leave me? America and Europe. And it's like America it's like the, these guys can't see that these two things are like really related. Yeah. When you destabilize the Middle East at the behest of Israel, those people are going to fucking flee and probably come to the country that's doing the bombing or their allies that are supporting them. Now, why would they do that? Because they're not going to get bombed. So, you know, I care, like I said, I care about this country, you know. And maybe, maybe just maybe, this is hard to believe... But maybe the best solution in the Middle East is not destabilizing it with our unwavering support for a country basically sending all these migrants to the West. Maybe the best solution is to stabilize the Middle East. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone think of that one? I think, you know... I kind of understand, you know, We, I get it. You know, I have, like, everyone, at least maybe you guys, you know, I was young when 9-11 happened. But when, you know, when we were attacked, you know, America wanted, they wanted blood. They wanted revenge for the people that, you know, hurt our country. And I get that. I understand that. And I think that's what, kind of like what Israel's going through. You know, they want they want revenge. And the the way they're doing revenge is collective punishment on the Palestinian people. And you know what? As messed up as it is, I say fine. Let them go do it. But they do not get to be funded by American taxpayers and they do not get to put our people in harm's way while they commit their barbarism. You know, I don't think we should be supporting this at all. At all. This is just going to hurt us down the line. People are already talking about going to war with Iran. And this is just not, we are not in a position morally, uh, economically. Like art, you know, I don't know. Inside our country, it seems okay, but it's starting to fracture things are not how they seem. And I just, you know, that, that that's what I think. That's what I've been thinking about. You know, I also think like Israel shouldn't do that to itself either. You know, you can even argue this from the point of like we're trying to save Israel. I don't really care about Israel. I think they're abusing and using our country. But in a lot of ways, you could argue that this is to save Israel from itself. Because Israel relies on America for a lot. And I think because it has that advantage, it can get away with uh, you know, dealing with Muslim nations, and especially the Palestinians, not in good faith. Because they just know that, oh, they always have America to back them up. Well, if they keep acting this way, and let's just say... You know, political change happens in America or America economically changes and well, it just can't it just can't actually support Israel anymore. Do you think all these Muslim nations are just going to forget about that? Or maybe they should start building some rapport, you know, acts of good faith. You know, they had a wonderful opportunity here. A wonderful opportunity. As fucked up as it sounds, they could, it, it, it's, I know, I know, Hamas attacked, but as messed up as and they they could have done, they could, instead of, you know, relentlessly firing artillery and airstrikes on the Gazans, they could have kept a ceasefire, made a deal, that you give up the Hamas fighters, and maybe negotiate for a a two state solution or something. I don't know. I'm not gonna, I don't know what the, you know, they could have negotiated something. And it seems like, oh, well, you know, you can't reward terrorism, and I understand that logic. But also, Israel, without America, is surrounded by a bunch of Muslim countries. And right now, they're not making their case for why any Muslim country should deal with them in good faith. And without America, and I don't know when, I'm not saying I know when, I don't know when, but I'm going to guess, America won't always be there to back it up. And Israel has, you know, they have a military, they're known for their intelligence. Well... Maybe they took a little bit of a reputation damage recently. But they're known for this stuff. They have nuclear weapons. I think they can defend themselves. But instead of turning the entire Muslim Lord against itself... Because of its... You know, savage revenge tour they're doing... I think it would be best for Israel... If they did something in an act of good faith, show the Muslim world that you're willing to negotiate and act in good faith. Because if the day ever comes that you just continue, Israel continues down this path of thinking they're always right, they can never do wrong, they don't need to negotiate, you know, screaming all the time that, you know, this is a Holocaust, we're always. We're always at threat here. All these anti-Semites. Instead of doing that, act like adults and act in good faith. And I think that Muslim nations would be more likely to negotiate with you. Because if there's a time that America is not around... I think Israel will be in for a rude awakening. A very rude awakening. Well, I think I said everything I wanted to say. Um, If you guys like this, let me know. Maybe I can do another one sooner rather than later. Later. Um, check out... Definitely, we, me and Luke should be putting out an episode very soon together. Maybe we'll talk about something else besides Israel-Palestine. Uh, I'm pretty fixated on this, so I probably... If I do one of these again, I'll probably do uh, on this topic. Um, But, anyways... Uh, check out our other podcast, 5 to Midnight. Uh, I had a lot Our uh, last one was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, a lot of jokes with the guys. I think you guys will like that one. Um, it should be out. We do it all, every Monday. We go live at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Um, but that one was a lot of fun. You should definitely check out. If you're going to check out any of them, go check out our latest one. I think it's out by now, maybe... But it should be definitely It should definitely be on like YouTube and stuff Um uh, That's all I got guys Things are getting crazy Um uh, But uh Thanks for listening See you later